1: Hello, everyone. We are back and we are ready to dive into another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. Yes. I'm Brittany Lowe.
2: I'm Jarrell Lowe.
1: And we are the Low Property Team. I would say for a majority of all of our episodes, they've always stemmed from either our car ride conversations or conversations that we're having with clients, friends, local trends, et cetera. Everyone. Ourselves. Yeah, Ourselves. And this one, well, we found funny because it's something that we hear a lot, something that we say a lot. So essentially it's, I was like, cliche, we always, always hear ourselves and other folks talking about, it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to buy a home right now, regardless if the market is crashing, it's still a great time to buy. And so we were thinking about it, you know, with different folks out there, if one, Well, I I mean, you've got to think it's annoying, right? When agents are always talking about that. But I think for us, this is what we do, right? This is our job. So we are always, regardless of what the market looks like or what it's doing, we are going to find a way to tell you it's a great time to buy, but not, not just expressing that it's a great time to buy, we're going to have everything to back it up as to why. And I think that that's really what we wanted to talk about today because something that we value and something that we always preach is buy early and buy often. Real estate is a huge investment vehicle.
2: And that's the I think that is the message that should be continuously portrayed, right? We hear so often from Thousands of agents, maybe that's because we're in the business, but I'm pretty sure you're also hearing it from the TikToks, the Instagram reels and all this good stuff out there. It's a great time to buy. My goodness. Can you raise your hand if you've heard that? I mean, I hear it daily and that's why me and Brittany are able to laugh at ourselves while doing this because we understand One, yes, it is a great time to buy, but sometimes that buying has to make sense for you. And we've talked about this in the past, right? Making the numbers make sense and marry the house, date the rate, right? We've given you all these analogies. But what's also important to understand why buying now is so huge is we always talk about the chart, right? The chart that shows what historically, over the past 30, 40 years, real estate has done. Historically, the large majority of your millionaires have come or built huge real estate portfolios. And that's what's key to understanding this process. So why you hear your local real estate agents or national real estate agents putting out reels, putting out IG videos, whatever it is about, it's a great time to buy. The reality is, like Brittany said, Buy often? What did you say? What was buy it? Buy early and buy often. Buy early and buy often, man. And
1: the reason that we have always honed in on that phrase, I guess, is because, great example, recently we had the opportunity for our clients that bought about a year and a half ago to compile some home evaluation reports for them and to be able to see the positive growth in the equity that now what they bought at has almost doubled for some tripled Is just within it, that's data showing that regardless of what the market's doing or where the market is at, it is going to continue to grow. And so I think that that is why, one, we always say buy early, buy often, especially now in this market, we, I think, spoke about it two episodes ago, was to buy and hold, to buy and wait. There's so many different ways to get around it. But I think something that can get very complicated within deciphering this information and how it applies to you is if you wake up and watch the news, right? People don't really get newspapers nowadays, which I wish we could go back to because I love that. But... Right? the CNN headlines, every single news source, every single thing that's coming out is the market's crashing, the market's crashing, the market's crashing. So it's hard because you hear that, right? But you don't, one, know if that information a- applies to you and your goals. And then you hear, oh, it's also a great time to buy. So it's, it's almost conflicting information. Yeah. And so it is hard to decipher. But that's like last episode that we talked about, making sure that you're getting the correct information and, applying it based off of your, essentially, real estate goals.
2: And I think that's what's important is understanding what your goals are and how to get to those points, right? We have to understand, and this is the funny thing about the world we're living in right now, a lot of people that read articles or get their mainstream media is really through TikTok and videos and all these things that are on social media platforms. And then we're hearing, oh, this is the crash or whatever, We'll talk about in a few minutes why it's important to get a local expert in your market to help navigate this. But I think what's even more important is understand why you buy early and buy often is because right now we're experiencing a huge shift. The market in the last, my goodness, three, four weeks, you know, we were seeing interest rates at 5.2. They jumped up to 5.8. They jumped up to 6.5, 6.8. Now they settled back down around 6.5, 6.6. So there's a a lot of volatility in the market that we're experiencing. But does that necessarily have to impact you from buying your home? No, that absolutely does not. What you have to do is maybe reassess some things that you don't need Do I need the two car garage? Do I need the swimming pool in the backyard? Right now, the goal is to get in the game. Why? Because historically, historically, the chart of real estate has shown this that it has had a positive trend over the last 30, 40 years. Historically, real estate has shown us also. That the vast majority of your millionaires in the U.S. and outside have come from large real estate portfolios. Now, why is that? That is because they have bought at a point in the market where it made sense. That home ownership gives you more than just a change of color, paint, and some light fixtures. We're talking about tax advantages. We're talking about depreciating that ability of owning the home and gaining that asset to your portfolio. Those are just some of the reasons why we're so big on building this, why we started home ownership and marriage. And then more importantly, just to to pivot real quick, talking about your local expertise. And I think this is what we need to understand. There is 30,000 voices out there all echoing the same thing, but it really just comes down to a couple of main things. And so I want to talk about the goal or what the focus is for your real estate agent, right? As you're looking for one, because you got to be able to put your horse blinders on, put your earmuffs on and tune out all the noise that's out there. I think what's the first most important is having a local expertise, not only to the zip code, but to the area, but more indefinitely to the block by block of what's happening in that area. For those that are able to give you a block by block change and understand what's happening, what local measures are being impacted, or how is this going to impact this home? That is huge knowledge. That is, that is detailed knowledge that we want access to, and you should be able to have that. Understanding how to prepare an in-depth market analysis, right? As you're preparing either for this home or your second home, you want to be able to analyze the data, and the devil is in the data. Let's take a deep look at the data, what this house is doing, projected to do. Is it in a dip? Do we see this growing over the next two to three years? And that's where it becomes so hyper-focused on uh, 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 making it accessible to you. And I think last for me, which is me and Brittany really enjoy is the industry connections. If you're really connected in the industry, you're able to not only make it a seamless process, but from the offer accepted to, or I'm sorry, to writing the offer, to getting it accepted, to receiving the keys in hands, it was a seamless and easy transition. And as we flip, or well, let me slow down and I say flip, but as the market stabilizes, it's important to have that now because you're talking about seller credits. You're talking about, Buyer uh, point buy down. You're talking about so many opportunities out there where, if you have that relationship, negotiations. I don't want to say the phrase of easy, but it's an understanding. It's an agree, a mutual understanding between agents that represent the benefits of both uh, clients, which whether it's the seller or buyers.
1: Mm-hmm. And what it really comes down to, essentially, is it's. It's your agent's job, right? It's our job to create favorable circumstances for you as a buyer, even as a seller, because when you sell your home, you're more than likely going to move into a new one and be a buyer again, right? it's really your job to determine if those circumstances apply to you at that time frame in your life, right? Because fra- from a long-term perspective, real estate has and always will be a safe investment. Very rarely is it instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. But over the long-term, the numbers always work out right yeah. we we see it day to day even with sharing with our clients just the the market evaluation based off of their i'm sorry the home evaluation based on the market currently what it's doing right now yeah. right so as the market shifts buyer shifts seller shifts so you know there's a couple of different scenarios that we can look at but i think what's really just what we need to hone in on is one The reason that why we always say it's a great time to buy is because we know how to create favorable circumstances for our clients, right? It's your job at that time to determine if those circumstances are going to apply to you.
2: Yeah, and I think what's also just building on that point that Brittany shared is as we speak to our clients, we've also have experienced this ourselves, right? With our first property Mm -hmm. in 2018, we have seen that property gain 260000 right, in value from what we purchased it at. And now it's kind of settled around that $240,000, And the reality is just like, okay, you know, we're playing with house money right now. It's not impacting us. We got the tenants in there. It's not nothing we need to worry about. They cover the mortgage. And we just kind of got to sit back and let this thing grow and grow. You know, again, we're not your high-performing real estate investors, but what we are realizing through our journey is there's value in owning your home, not just to have that safe space, but to see your asset portfolio grow. One, to see the value of the home that Brittany's talking about, not only are our clients seeing, in a matter of less than two years, about 100, we've seen anywhere from 100 to 165,000 of growth for their homes that they've recently purchased. And again, that has settled a little bit right now because the market is shifting, which is okay, right? It's an okay thing. And as Brittany shared, CNN, all these big platforms will put out one headline and it will scare the masses away Mm -hmm. from buying. Like, oh, the market is crashing or, oh, here we go with the recession. And what we have to understand is this, do not, do not take one headline and uh, what is it? Scream wolf. Like, do not take one headline. I think from that headline, I for us, we took a step back and figured out like, okay, um, let me just, do you want to say something? Because I'm going to go on a tangent real quick.
1: Yep. I'm definitely going to because his tangents are long. <laughs> what I was getting from that with, you know, CNN and the headlines, right? And when I see that, I think about it in a different way, right? I know for news sources that they have to have necessary buzzwords to catch their viewers, their readers' attention, right? So when I see the markets crashing, I say, hmm, the market is not crashing, but the market is indeed shifting. It's changing. But what a better way to essentially scare off viewers or to to really catch people's attention right because if you bait. say if you say shift yeah. as opposed to crash people are going to be more inclined to say well crap it's it's crashing what does this mean for me what am i doing right so i think about it in that way right that's just mm. that's marketing 101 right yeah. that's if you go to target with their marketing tactics you can see it anywhere just marketing 101 is just something that i find is just incredibly interesting, especially when we're talking about that, right? So you have to be mindful about the source and the information. and But more so than that is I think you have to be aware of the market that you're in. We talk about it all the time. We cover all of Northern California. We are heavily in the Bay Area, right? But the Bay Area market, the things that are happening in this market are very drastic from what's happening in the Central Valley market. And that's probably, I mean, from what, Livermore to the Central Valley is maybe only about a 40, 40 minute drive, right?
2: Minute
1: drive. Based on traffic. So, yeah. even just that drive alone, that's a whole different market and different trends that are happening. So, we can't essentially take a mass CNN headline, right? Or a Fox headline, whatever the case might be, because you could also be sitting in Minnesota and your market is so much different than what we're seeing in yeah. the Bay Area. The trends and stuff that you're seeing. So, Really, I think it's just beneficial to get out locally and get some information about what's happening in your neighborhood, what's yeah. happening specifically in your county. Speak to, you know, the, the head honchos in your county, or even just the real estate agents, the lenders, you know, there's so many people in those specific counties that can say, yes, this is what we're seeing locally. This is what's happening statewide. This is what's happening nationwide, right? Yeah. There, there are three different things. So it's always just something to consider.
2: And I think just before I even get my thought, let me just cover what I was going to jump into, but just kind of give an amen to what Brittany was saying. I think as we hear the words recession and we see the workforce being impacted and what's happening globally, I think of three things and take it or leave it for whatever it's worth, but this is what we have done. And uh, these three things have benefited us, right, in preparing for what's next, Because we don't know. We don't know what next year is going to happen, what's going to be. You know, we can project based on charts, but it can be a total dump dump dumpster dive or it can be, you know, sky's the limit of what the possibilities are there. But I think what's important and to note is those extremities should not impact you and what you're trying to achieve. It should not take away from my motivation, or I should be motivated intrinsically by what I'm trying to accomplish. so the three things that Brittany and myself had done is one identify the areas where we have waste if big if if the recession is to come, funding's gonna tighten up very tight, like it's gonna get <laughs> it's gonna get very tight. And what we also notice is the the global impact that is happening with the wars and stuff over in uh, Iran and stuff like that is having a huge impact right now on the market we're experiencing, not just the housing market, but the market overall identify the areas of waste. And when we're talking about waste, we have to clean up those things that we don't necessarily need, right? Here's a great example. On our rental property, we were identifying everything, that, every expense that we had going out. And quarterly, I was paying for Orkin pest, right, to come out. And whether you choose to or not, we decided, you know what, this is something that's not needed right now. Let's, re, let's re-identify those funds to another area or Let's load up the savings. Let's try to get to that seventh, eighth month of savings put up just in case worst case scenario happens. Once you have reidentified or identified, reidentified or identified that waste, and you've reallocated it, is now start to work off of less because you got to find out what your survivor number is. And for us, we've worked out what our total expenses are, what our mortgage is, and here's our survival number to get through anything if you can get that survival number 10 to 15% below what you believe it should be, now you're operating in a great place to withstand if a recession is to hit or if some big natural disaster is to hit, I have position to get myself through it. So when we're talking about you know preparing for worst case scenario, think about waste that you have in your life, in your financial pocket. Think about reallocating that waste And then where should we put those funds to? Should we increase our savings? Should we double down on our investments? Or should we prepare ourselves with decreasing our survival number as much as possible by paying off some extra debt? And when we're talking about right now is a great time to buy, it absolutely will always be a great time to buy. Have you ever met a shoe salesman that never said, here's a great sale for you? have you never met a car salesman? In the rain, they will tell you they have the ultimate deal for you. But what you have to be able to navigate is yourself, what's best for you and your family. And that's what Brittany's highlighting.
1: Mm -hmm. Because today, buyers, with everything that's inflated in general in life right now, gas, groceries, I mean, the list can go on, right? Specifically for real estate, like we've talked about, buyers can not only negotiate below list price, but even better with some transactions, they can negotiate favorable terms. And that's bread and butter, right? Because when you're in a seller's market and right last last summer, right? Last fall, the market was definitely a lot different and buyers had no ability to do that. It, It was kind of in the sense of, Meeting with a buyer, they said, This is what we want to do. And we just would have to flat out say, Well, we understand that you want to offer below. Just know that your offer is not going to get accepted, you know. But now it's just so different. But for us, we always have our buyers also explore different lending products that, in these situations, the market shift that can help buy down the interest rate. So instead of negotiating on price, we can negotiate on terms with the seller to reduce what their monthly payment is going to be. There's tons of different tactics. But again, it goes into having a local agent that knows the market, that has the data and knows how to create a favorable circumstance for you. Because
2: I I would say this. The days of, and I just had to giggle to myself real quick. The days of highest, best and cleanest with your kidney and right arm is no longer here. And you know what's crazy? Can It oh,
1: could I just, come back again, though. It could come so. back.
2: But there's a lot, a lot, and maybe we should do another show on this one, but sellers living in the past saying they wanted the price their neighbors got. And mm-hmm. it's like, let's hey, let's take a look because we're entering a new market right now, right? The shifting is way different than what we experienced in 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. whatever the pandemic was. And yeah, they got top dollar. They also got some some, uh, buyers giving credits to the sellers just to get their offer accepted. Mm -hmm. But those days have changed, and that's why it's important to get you a a local expert, like Brittany said, that understands the transition, that understands and has the relationship with the experts in the area, right? The connections. Those things are going to come beneficial when you're talking about percentage buy-down points or closing cost credits. Like, there are so many options out there that are available. And what's crazy, what's crazy is we're in a transaction right now. Uh, well, actually, it's Brittany's clients. I'm just kind of being a a, a nosy looky-loo. Hmm. And, the, like, I've never seen an agent, a listing agent, come to the table with so many options to ensure that we stay in the deal. Right? Like, Hey, would it help if our sellers, you know, gave you 7,000 towards closing cost credits? I'm like, yeah, keep this thing coming. Like, what else do you have available?
1: Yeah, and sometimes we have to be on the opposite side of it too, right? Because our sellers are telling us we have to move out by this specific time, right? We have a lot of folks that are moving out of California. They have to be out by this specific time. So they have said just like, you know, The agent that I'm working with, they need to sell this house. So we are willing to work together and Mm. be reasonable because yes, the sellers, their clients, don't want to lose the buyer that they have in contract. So it it goes both ways. You know, we've been on both sides of the deal. I, I will say being in the being in the height of the seller's market in 2020 and 2021. Working for a lot of clients who were buying was, I found fun, right? I love to be in those competitive situations when, you know, it might not seem fun when 45 offers are on the table and we're one of those. And how can you make your offer stand out, right? Yeah. I love those situations. Jarrell's not a fan of them. Jarrell is also a very competitive person, but he, I think, prefers more of a buyer's market where we can have a cordial conversation with the listing agent and work something together to get to the closing table. I don't know. I could yeah. just be speaking for you. But it's it's just preference, right? But you have to be able to be agile um, as an agent. You have to be able to pivot in anything because it, it's it's not like a what should I say? It's not like a regular nine to five job where you get hired, you get your onboarding, you get your training. And so now the span of your time there, you know exactly what's expected, what you need to do. And it it gets pretty consistent after a while, right? Once you've been doing it a couple of years, you you don't even need to think about it. It's just, it's muscle memory. It comes to you. Real estate is a whole different ballgame because the market can shift at any given time. So you constantly, constantly have to educate yourself. Know how, okay, well, I've got to figure out how to help my buyers. I've got to figure out how to help my sellers. It just comes down to just, like I said, being being agile and pivoting at any moment's notice. So I would say, is it ever a good time for every single buyer to buy? Probably not. But it is always a good time for some buyers. I think Your job as a buyer is to figure out which one you are and finding a good agent. um, You know, with ourselves, we can help you know what your options are and we can create, again, those favorable circumstances based on that time.
2: I think, and to echo that statement and send it on home, I think it will always be a perfect time to buy. If we look at what the average home in California is going for right now, we see that it's up over over 19% from what it was two years ago, right? So the real, I mean, I'm sorry, four years ago. And the reality is it's only an upward trajectory. So the sooner you can get in, and I think that's the statement Brittany was trying to make early on, and I kind of like that, by early, by often, mm-hmm. was it? Mm-hmm. It just, you know, don't over leverage, get yourself into a home. The funding process is going to be a bit if you haven't gone through the pre-approval, but once you're through it, you're in the home. Now it's about positioning, Right. Position yourself, and that's where it becomes key because now as you get close to that five, six, seven-year mark, now you can see what the home is doing and why it's so important to buy, right? Most people getting through year one, two, you're taking on, should I rehab the kitchen? Should I take out this? Should I do this? I would say transition yourself, getting used to being a homeowner, You know, getting through some of the hiccups that happen, and then appreciating that value of buying, because guess what? When that house that's two streets over from the house you bought has increased in value or, or sold for thirty thousand over, that now becomes a comp that's going to add value to your home. Mm-hmm. Now the house around the corner sells for ten fifteen thousand over that mark. And as long as you take care of your property, it's like a domino yeah, you just gotta keep riding a wave. So when they say, when you hear your thirty thousand agents in your market, or you see another video talking about, right now it's a great time to buy. Laugh a little, but there's also some truth to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we're gonna continue preaching it because, quick insider tip: I want you to go do some homework and research how many big, huge companies that are out there right now in America. That are buying real estate by the, I would say, by the dozen.
2: Blackstone, just there are f- hedge funds that are buying this stuff and bu- like in hot bulks.
1: yes, yeah, in in bulks. And the reason why is because they know that real estate can be used, if correctly, used as an investment strategy to create one generational wealth and additional wealth for what they're doing. So. Um, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Please reach out with any questions, feedback that you have for us. We are always open to it and we look forward to seeing you on the next one.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, help or resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.